Guys, I got a marching song for us. Follow me, boys, follow me. Pick them up, put them down, and follow me. Hey, that's pretty good. Hey there, Scouts and Scouters. Uh, welcome to the Scouter Rob Show. Uh, this is Sven Gilkey, District Director for the North Cascades District. Um, sorry for the break there. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I posted a podcast here on the Scouter Rob Show, and uh, it has just been absolutely nuts. The changes that are happening right now, um, in a large part due to COVID-19, but also just the world around us um, just keeps throwing things at us, and I know that that is true for every family out there right now. Um, and so my thoughts are with you guys uh, out and what you guys are doing in scouting, what you're doing with your families, um, just what's going on with life. Uh, and so today for the Scouter Rob Show, <clears throat> don't know how long the show's going to be today. Just wanted to spend a few minutes kind of just chatting and and whatnot but there was something uh specifically in this context of of change and change management and how things work that i wanted to talk about um and i guess so this is going to be another another episode of me rambling a little bit but the uh uh the concept that i wanted to talk about was that of of the infinite game which is uh, a gaming concept um that uh i've i've been reading about uh on and off for the last few years um, due to a guy named Simon Sinek. Simon is a uh, consultant, for lack of a better term, marketing consultant, things like that. He's got a, but he, he has a vision for himself and his company of what they're doing. And the vision that he has is that every person, every human being has an innate uh, right to be inspired in what they are doing and that people are and the reason why is is first of all is that we're built as people to crave that inspiration and to to be driven by inspiration and so this is this is primarily driven by by careers and and work that we do but it's also our families and things like that and so have spending time talking and having conversations about why we do things um, and why we are invested in making something happen uh, can be very motivating. It can really move the needle um, about as far as much energy and passion is put into an endeavor. And so um, his first book, and he he had a really famous TED Talk on uh, with the idea of starting with why, because why really motivates that and inspires uh, people to do things. But this idea of the infinite game, in simple terms, the the example he often uses is um, uh, is something like the the uh, the Cold War or things like that. Is this this idea that um, in a in a lot of games, um, in in most games, there's a winner and a loser. You know, you you play Monopoly and uh, at the end of the game, the idea is that there should be a winner. Um, and, but there were, you know, the, the other example, and, and that's the case with many wars and whatnot. The example that he uses, though, is the Cold War is a lot like business or marriage or a lot of these other concepts in that <clears throat> ultimately the thought with the Cold War was to just keep the Cold War going. That was 
for a lot of the men and women that served in uh, the military, served in the State Department, served in higher echelons of our government and that of the, the Soviet Union at the time, it was just to keep the Cold War going. And it's not because uh, for any sinister reason. It was that if the Cold War ended, the fear was that it would end in nuclear holocaust. And so we just wanted to keep, the idea was to just keep it moving. Now, the Cold War did, in a certain sense, uh, end with the collapse of the Soviet Union, though arguably it hasn't ended because we still have thousands of nuclear weapons pointed uh, at, our, at our opponents in Russia and vice versa and, and so on and so forth. And so from that context, that Cold War still remains very, very real. And the fact is that we are still, for lack of a better term, playing the game. Um, and we know that because, amongst other things, ballistic missile submarines still sail out into the ocean uh, and, and are hiding uh, to per perpetuate our nuclear defense and so on and so forth. And that's, that's the game. That's the game being played. And again, if we had, ultimately, if we were to not play the game, the, there's really only two options. One is the to completely give up um, the game, as it were, or to end a nuclear holocaust. So, and again, he, he uses this as an example because how do you win the game of marriage? How do you win the game of business? Well, you don't. Uh, ultimately, how you can lose at those things. You can lose at uh, a business. You can lose at... Um, at a marriage, you know, we call that divorce, or we call it bankruptcy, and your your company goes under and it doesn't exist anymore, um, or your marriage is dissolved, and so on and so forth. And so, in these contexts, the idea of of a business is to continue the game, just keep it moving. The idea of a marriage is to continue it moving. Now, ultimately, uh, for us as individuals, these concepts can come to an end. Um, obviously, we die, and and that's the end of that particular game as it were but um it gives it it gives a very different context when you are making decisions um to win a chess game for example um you sacrifice pawns and bishops and knights and so forth the only piece that you don't sacrifice is the king because you want to win the game and the object of winning the game by the rules is to capture the um opposing team's king but to keep yours uncaptured and alive and so by the same token with when you look though at business a lot of people um in the current mindset we're we're so short-sighted um and this is the point simon makes is we look at how can we win this quarter how do we and that's growth that's a certain amount of growth it's a certain amount of money that's made it's a certain amount of watchets or or whatever that's sold or uh or made or produced and so on and so forth and so we have these metrics that define oh we won this quarter the quarter is over but the problem is is that just like in chess where you might sacrifice a pawn or a bishop and things like that is that with that mentality you make decisions that, yeah, you won this quarter or you won that year, but the decisions you make, now you have fewer pawns, you have fewer bishops, you have fewer pieces to play the game more. And so as a result, uh, the following quarter, the following year, the following uh, uh, time frame, whatever that might be, the following decade, whatever it is that you, if you set a time of this is when I win, well... Um, you don't set it up so that that the game continues after that point. And like I said, you have fewer pieces and things like that. And even CEOs who uh, work really hard their whole life and 
they die and they've got this amazing business and everyone looks at it and goes, that's a wonderful business. But then after they've died, the business completely falls apart. Now, some people could say, oh, it's just because the, the business relied on this amazing leader. Well, it's because the leader made decisions that didn't empower people and train people and invest in people so that when they died, it could, the game could continue. The business died, uh, and, and ultimately that business lost. It didn't win, it lost um, for, for those decisions. And so what's the time frame? What's the metrics that you're making? And <clears throat> so the idea of the infinite game is that you make decisions not based on some arbitrary date of a year, a quarter, uh, a decade, a lifetime, whatever. It's a, about perpetuating the the mission beyond for for infinite for for eternity um and so the idea um of the infinite game in the context of business has a lot to do with the quality of relationships that you should have and the fostering of people within your business okay so we're about uh nine minutes into the scout rob show and obviously i haven't really been talking a whole lot about a scouting except here i have is that here we sit in covid19 world right now where just change just keeps pummeling us over and that's why i haven't been doing the scout rob show the last couple weeks is i just i i have needed to get my head above water um as it were just with all of the changes and things that i've been working on um th across uh the North Cascades District, but also supporting larger programs with the Mount Baker Council. And um, I needed some time with my family to manage those relationships, things like that, because all these changes just, like I said, it just kept hitting us. And I needed to get my kids to the to the finishing line for their school year, all of these different things. And I'm sure that many of you have had to deal with these same kind of issues. So what does the infinite game have to do with scouting though? And that is, is that <clears throat> we don't win the game of scouting. Now, as a professional Boy Scout, I have uh, what are called professional development uh, system. It's the professional development of PDS. I have PDS goals that, that outline that at the end of the year I should have certain growths. And this is very similar to what many people have in their careers, um, especially in management kind of positions, is you, you have a certain amount of growth that you're supposed to get at, things like that. And and those goals are vital to, to drive and, and judge success um, in a given metric. But by the same token is that we need to stop and think about, in the context of scouting, are we building the best relationships? Are we building units, scout, Cub Scout packs, Boy Scout troops, things like that, that are, that are going to perpetuate the scouting movement um, into that eternity, that infinite game that we want to be playing? Um, if scouting is a game, we want that game, we don't want that game to end. We want that game to continue. Now it might, scout, the scouting game might end for an individual, uh, be it when they decide to, to leave the scouting program at 18, but hopefully they retain the character and values that we've taught them. So in that context, the game continues. You could argue, okay, it ends when that, that young person grows old and dies. Okay, well, the scouting game shouldn't end as a movement though. And that's just it. We need to be building a scouting program and a scouting movement that is going to perpetuate itself for, for that infinite time frame. And what that does though, it also puts the context of our current struggles, our current problems into, into stark relief. And that is we have an organization, the Boy Scouts of America, that is um, in bankruptcy right now and facing real struggles. 
uh, with that, and it's and it's going to be hard. The next few months is uh, is going to be difficult when it comes to raising raising money. It's going to be difficult in recruiting new kids to our program because we don't have complete control of the narrative, and that's and that's going to make it hard. But it's only for a short period of time. And when I say short period of time, it it might be years. It might be five years. It might be 10 years. It might, who knows what it'll be, but it's still going to be a short period of time. And I can guarantee you that at the end of that period of time and throughout that entire period of time, young people will still need the character education and, and the leadership training that scouting has to offer. The world will still have the struggles that we're facing right now of um, corrupt leaders, of um, economic struggles and burdens, of the climate change conversation, and how can we better prepare ourselves and prepare our environment uh, for the change that it's going through. Those are still going to be there, and scouting can still be a part of all of those solutions. And so when we talk about the infinite game, <clears throat> yes, we will need to pay attention to the dollars and cents that are brought in every year. Um, we will need to pay attention to our membership numbers and where they're going um, and things like that. We will need to take care of, for lack of a better term, our organizational health of our volunteers and our professionals and our board members as they work to make these things all happen. But it's also important for us to understand that the decisions we make right now need to play into that infinite game because scouting will continue. We will scout on. Um, I had a I had a friend who was like, wow, the Boy Scouts of America, is, it's declared bankruptcy. What if it never comes out of this? What if the entire Boy Scouts of America just goes away? What if the lawsuits just pummel scouting into dust? Well, <laughs> the reality is, is that the Boy Scouts of America represent a little less than 2 million registered scouts out of a 53 million scout world organization. Um, and while it would be a shame if we lost all of our scout offices and scout camps and facilities like Philmont and the and Northern Tier and the um, and the summit in West Virginia and things like that. That that is not obviously the goal. By the same token, if all of those things went away, I can guarantee you the world scouting movement is not going to abandon the United States. It's not going to just give up on having um, a nation like America. Without scouting, um, we, the the world scouting with the, and and specifically the scouts and scouters of the United States didn't give up on Europe. The after World War II, the 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 European scouting movement was in tatters uh, from years of war, of years of uh, the the Nazis and and Hitler stomping on on individual liberties and scouting was a part of that. He the the, the German. Uh, Scout movement had been abolished in the early 30s, and as the the German war machine covered much of Europe, uh, the scouting programs in those countries were torn up and 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 not allowed to meet. We didn't give up on Europe though, and that's one uh, the world one of the things that the World's Friendship Fund was created to help raise money to build new scouting programs. Um, as a matter of fact, just this year, the World Scouting Fund was used to uh, start a scouting program in Afghanistan. 
uh, in no small part because of the amazing work of, amongst other things, American servicemen who were in that country and had scouting experience and wanted to give that to the children of Afghanistan and worked with them to do that. And so scouting is, is alive and well now in, of all places, Afghanistan. And so, and and the world scouting movement helped make that happen. Um, it helped the, the the men and women of that country bring scouting to their children. And I can guarantee you, if the Boy Scouts of America were to go away tomorrow, it wouldn't take, in the grand scheme of things, all that long before the world scouting movement was looking to start a new organization to to spearhead the scouting movement of teaching kids the scout oath and law in the United States. Uh, again and so <clears throat> obviously i do not want the boy scouts of america to go away but in that infinite mindset okay what can we do right now to make scouting successful for our kids for their kids for their kids kids for 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 this infinite game because i can guarantee you there will be scouting for my great 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 grandchildren it, it's gonna happen we're going to play the game that way. That's how we're going to do this. Um, and yes, there are going to be some years where the the metrics we use are going, are not going to look pretty. Um, and the changes that we're going through right now, um, we just had to cancel Fire Mountain Scout Camp just this last week, and it is it it hurts. It hurts from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. But I know that Fire Mountain will open again. I know the staff there will do a great job putting on a program. I know that our troops will be excited to, to, to go through that gate and experience that program. I know my kids, my son, uh, Austin, it, it was his first summer camp experience this summer. It was supposed to be his first summertime experience. And so he's, he still doesn't have that. And uh, I know he is really excited to make it to Fire Mountain. And as we go into our 50th anniversary next year for, for Fire Mountain, it's going to be great. So what can we be doing right now? What can we be doing? To... Well, the first thing is we need to set aside the negativity that I know is a reality because it's hard. It is hard right now. Like I said, I have not been doing this show the last couple of weeks because there's just so much on my plate. But we've got to set that aside for a moment and say, okay, what can I do? And I don't know if the Scott or Rob show is going to be a weekly thing, um, or it might just be something that when the, the muse hits me, I, have, I don't know what the future of this show looks like. And the reason why I know don't know what the future of the show is because I do know what the future of scouting is, and that is growing and, and stabilizing. I don't know how to do that yet. Um, I've got a lot of ideas. I know that my fellow professionals here in the Mount Baker Council have a lot of ideas. Our, our scout executive, Kevin Nichols, uh, has got a lot of ideas. And we are going to be spending some time this week, actually, kicking around ideas specifically in the context of membership, of how we can grow scouting in this time where um, public schools are um, going to struggle to have face-to-face -face, uh, to do their job, let alone helping us recruit to scouting. And so, any rate... I'm looking forward to everything that we're going to be doing in the future. I'm looking forward to what we do. Um, and just so you know, uh, I want to, I want to, I've got about another minute and a half before I'm going to close out the show today. Um, one of the things that I, I wanted to, to touch on, and I'm going to talk about this some more um, in a later show, I think, but uh, I don't want anyone to think that the infinite game releases us as scouts and scouters from the game here and now. Our scouts today matter. The young people that are working on Eagle Scout today matter. Um, and that goes for our membership numbers. I, I have a goal 
It is my professional goal. I own that goal. Um, the, vol the amazing volunteers I work with on the district committee and the commissioner corps own those goals with me uh, and help me accomplish those goals. Are, am I going to meet all of my goals this year? I, have, I don't know. I'm going to try my darndest and we're going to figure that out. But specifically, one of the things that I know a lot of people, um, because I, I, I talk to individuals on a daily basis about this, is, well, you know what? Right now, scouting just needs to figure out a way to do, to do its job without any money. Okay. Does scouting maybe need to figure out how to do its job with less money? Potentially. That might be a thing. But here's the thing. And this is another point that Simon uh, Sinek shares is money is not evil. Money is not bad. Money is fuel in the gas tank of our car. Um, the scouting movement, we have a place we want to go. We want to go to a place where all of our kids are taught certain characteristics, certain value statements, certain character building opportunities are given to them and that's where we want to go we want to go to a place where every child in the world has those opportunities and has the opportunity to grow in the scouting movement in a way to create a better world around us how do we get there well we get there in our car which is the scouting program the scouting movement is the is the trip the scouting movement is where we want to go this, this, but how we get there is with the scouting program. And that, that program has definitely had some changes. Some of it looks the same uh, as it did 100 years. Some of it looks different. And, you know, it, maybe we started off in a, um, in, a, in a Model T back in the day, and now we're driving, you know, some kind of Toyota Highlander for all I know. Uh, but, you know, the, the vehicle that we, we're using definitely has made some changes. But it, just like the Model T, the Model T in 1910 needed needed gas. It needed fuel, and the the it, it, even if we drove a, a Tesla these days, it still needs fuel. It's, it needs that electricity to make the wheels go round and round. The scouting movement today uh, and the scouting program we're doing today needs money, needs funds. So, do we need to find different ways of spending our money? Maybe. Do we need to find different ways uh, um, to do it so that it's cheaper? Possibly. But I can tell you that one of the things that will continue is the fundraising for scouting because this program needs the funds uh, to go where we want to go. And I, where we're going is absolutely the right direction, and that is to create a better world by instilling the values of the Scout Oath and Law in every single one of our kids. So I thank every single one of you that uh, is listening to the program today uh, and, and thinking about scouting. If you've got an idea of how to grow membership, of how to raise the dollars and, and put that fuel in our tank. If you have an idea of how um, to make program better, to make the, 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 the ins and outs of, um, of whatnot, if you have an idea of how to get my kid to scout camp this summer, I don't know what, if you've got an idea, shoot me an email at sven.gilkey at scouting.org. I look forward to seeing it. And with that, every one of you, I hope that you are well, I hope that you are safe, and above all, be prepared, scouts, because our future is bright. Scout on. Follow me, boys, follow me. Pick them up, put them down and follow me. Pick them up, put them down, pick them up.